Scripture tells us to not neglect the gathering of the saints. For too long, many of our churches have been shuttered and our gatherings curtailed. During this Lenten season, it is time to beautify our sacred spaces and return to our traditions. Ad Crucem is having a sale on our church banners. For the month of March, our banner prices will be reduced by up to 30%. Visit adcrucem.com to take advantage of this incredible pricing. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M dot com. Listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. That was uh, try number two to get the intro <laughs> right. And if you listen to the end of the episode, you'll hear why. Today, <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Today is an Erin's recipe card. Guys, the studio smells so good so fantastic. right now. I'm really excited for this recipe, even though I can't even eat it. It smells so good. It is. <laughs> The gumbo episode for mm. reasons that may be obvious or maybe you'll just learn why in like two minutes. So, Aaron, take it away. Well, I it's it's actually the crockpot episode. I oh, really, it's the crockpot episode. Sorry, we confirmed. And then I while you were introducing, I was suddenly I was like, wait, it's it's the crockpot episode. It's the crockpot episode. It's OK, so for the crockpot episode, <laughs> <laughs> surprise, I chose to make gumbo. <laughs> We know what we're doing today. Totally plan this out. It's fine. Because <laughs> it's that time of year when it's getting a little colder. Well, it's not anymore, actually. So it's just a weird day all around because it's it's hot outside. It's like 75 outside. I know. Last week, what? though. It, okay, well, it's yeah, 40 degrees here and miserable. So, okay. That's you get, normal. You get the gumbo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We are actually recording on Fat Tuesday mm. itself. Yes, and we so are. as I considered what I would be making, I decided I was going to do gumbo. Yes. And I did a little looking to see what sort of recipes might be out there already for crockpot gumbo. And there there were a number of them. However, I happen to have a delicious family recipe mm. for gumbo. It is my Uncle Kermit's gumbo. I love it. And my Uncle Kermit grew up in the Beaumont area of Texas, which is essentially the, the bayou part of Texas. It's close to Louisiana. It's mm. very swampy. And so anyway, this is the gumbo that his family would make. Louisa, Texas. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i was like i really want to want to be able to use uncle kermit's recipe but in a crock pot so i decided to use the the basic framework as far as like times go and that sort of thing from the online episode uh, episodes entries of crock pot recipes for gumbo but use uncle kermit's actual ingredients mm -hmm. So okay. our gumbo is sitting here getting a little cold. So before I go into it much further, I think that we should taste it because it's going to be better before it's cold. Go for it. So 
You might or might not want some hot sauce on it. Okay. Normally, obviously, the the you know Louisiana's traditional would be Tabasco, but right now I have Cholula, uh, right. so that's I'm a what Cholula I brought. Girl, while you guys are tasting it, I can just say yeah. that even you. regardless of whether the temperature is forty degrees or seventy five degrees, this is a fantastic recipe for Lent. Because mm. even if you're not having soup oh, suppers this year, you're going to be having soup suppers at some point in the future. Mm. And any accusation that Lutheran soup suppers are bland can be completely <laughs> counteracted by putting mm-hmm. this gumbo recipe, which, spoiler alert, yeah. I've already tried because I made it here <laughs> in Connecticut. <laughs> but if you make yourself a crock pot of this stuff and bring it to your Lenten soup supper, not only will your crock pot be empty and probably licked clean, <laughs> but you will dispel any any lingering doubts about the blandness of Lutherans because there's a lot of flavor in this in this crack. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> How do you like yeah. it, Brie? I do love it. Mm. <laughs> Can I talk about the sausage part a little bit? Yeah, yeah. we're going to talk so, about all of it. Indeed. Why don't well, well, let's we'll start by discussing the recipe itself. Yes. Can you explain what gumbo oh, is? Yes, you're right. Because, That's a better place to start. Because I think I used to have like cans of like chicken gumbo soup when I was a kid. But I'm pretty sure that is not even close to what actual real gumbo, gumbo flavored soup is. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I can't at all imagine what that was that you were eating. But I have to believe <laughs> that it wasn't. <laughs> anything like this i also grew up in michigan where i'm pretty sure we don't have like louisiana gumbo so yeah so it turns out there is a lot i every time i was looking this up like looking up crock pot gumbo google kept suggesting that i might also be curious to know if if, what's the difference between gumbo and jambalaya oh please do a mystery to many people they're very different very different. Explain. Um, gumbo is like a soup, a mm-hmm. stew, sort of cross between a soup and a stew. Jambalaya is essentially Cajun paella. Yeah. Mm. It's it's not a soup at all. Uh-huh. It's, it's rice with a lot of seasonings in it and yeah. a lot Scramps. of toppings. Okay. So they're, they're very different. But gumbo yeah. does usually involve rice at some point. It's true. Right. You do, you do some serve overlap, it with rice. Over so rice. There is that, but it's... In itself, it is definitely a a soupy stew. Super stew. Not a not like not like or you know another equivalent might be Chinese fried rice. It's mm. again very different. So hmm. gumbo, some of the the key features of gumbo, and actually for a lot of Cajun food, and here's where I'm not totally clear what the real difference is between. Cajun and Creole. Oh. So if there's a listener or someone in the Facebook group who wants to add something to this, but my personal take on it is it's Creole is city and Cajun is swamp. It's it's the oh. it's sort of like the city versus country divide. But they're they're all they're very similar. They're cousins, but the the one is is more of the city version, and the other is more the country version. Oh, that you know what that makes sense. Personal opinion, but yeah. If you just yeah. look at the word roots, since Cajun comes mm-hmm. from the French Acadians who came down from who were kicked out of Canada, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But Creole is a reference to the cultural melting pot of New Orleans. Okay. Okay. And so you would have uh, have a very 
you know, slightly different culture and cuisine, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Some of the the key features of Cajun food in particular, Sorry. it does have a lot of roots. <laughs> it does have a lot of roots in in French cooking. Yeah. So there's a, a heavy influence there. So many Cajun rest, uh, recipes start with first you make a roux, mm. R O U X, and it's it's the the classic base to almost all the French sauces. For Cajun cooking, typically with a French roux, you do that and you end up with a very light. You you don't cook it a long time. You end up with a very light mixture, equal parts oil and flour or butter and flour, and you combine them and then you use it to thicken your sauce. With a Cajun roux, you almost always want the roux to be much darker. So you cook it mm. for a much longer time hmm. until it is almost the color of fudge. See, oh, now, like could you, you should probably brown. add that to the recipe notes because I was I will, when I, I will made this recipe, note. I was like, I need to be purist here. I'm not going to watch any mm-hmm. YouTube videos. I'm not going to look up any mm-hmm. other recipes. I'm going to follow Aaron's recipe and then do my own thing. Yeah. You know, go off okay. there. Try to I figure will. out how to say no because I cooked the roux and I cooked it and I cooked it and I cooked it super <laughs> low as your recipe says. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. I quote. Cook slowly in a pan, stirring frequently until it turns a dark brown. This will take a long time. Don't go too quickly and burn the roux. If you see dark specks uh-huh. appear, you burned it and need to start over. So yeah. I decided yeah. to try this and I cooked it very low for a very long time. And after about 20 minutes and it hadn't really changed uh-huh. color, I was like, okay, uh-huh. I'm going to turn the heat up here. Okay, okay. But I did not have a, a, it finally started to get this lovely brownie color. Okay. But I did not, did not know exactly when I should stop. So I think I stopped before a a point that would have been ideal because I was terrified of burning the roux because I'd been standing on the stove for half an hour and I um, didn't want to have (laughs) to start over at that point. So I, I, I took a conservative approach there, but Mm -hmm. that didn't. Mm -hmm stop it from being very delicious as we will go into yes. no doubt later on i have a yes. business enterprise idea that just popped off the top of my head are you okay. ready for it <laughs> no. pre-browned roux in a jar Let and it's tell gonna be called um, kanga roux it already so indeed that's part of the note in the recipe is that you can make it yourself oh. or you can do the shortcut that my uncle kermit does and buy a jar of roux yes Cajun huh. roux. i should have done that brown. i forgot to put it on the grocery <laughs> list so i was i know improvising. Well, <laughs> i will say uh, my guess is unless you live right, in that part like, of the country, it's going to be hard to find. Connecticut is not going to carry kangaroo. I, I got it. <laughs> I just ordered it on Amazon. Oh. And I picked the one that was going to arrive in the time frame in which I wanted to actually make my my combo. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Makes they sense. have my my uncle's preferred brand is Carrie's. Mm. Um, I use Savoy. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yes, it is definitely a thing. Yes. It's a dark brown and it does save you all the time of of having to stand over the stove indefinitely. So really you just heat it um, up and then go so, to the next step. Yeah, just mix it right in huh. with your with your stuff. So that it does so offer easy. when you go with a really dark brown like that, part of what it adds, so it does thicken still, but it does also add flavor. So mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. just it's not only serving the thickening purpose, it 
the smell of it was almost to me it was reminiscent of toasted sesame yeah oh yeah i got to make sense i got almost like a popcorn or a a toast kind of smell yeah maybe if you had gone further it would have moved into that realm maybe Mm. maybe you were in more of the medium who knows but it does add sort of a a brown taste as well. A little yeah. Um, I know. I actually literally think about it. And I was like, I'm not bringing this in because I know that there'll be comments. It is not the beauteous looking I- item when you're like, particularly coming out of a jar. And I'm like, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Well, anyway, but <laughs> The end product is what counts. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, so we start, start with this roux. Yes, you start with the roux. The Cajun roux is very dark brown. Then the next key feature is the Holy Trinity, as they say, and <laughs> <laughs> it in French cooking, it's onions, celery, and carrots. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the classic combination. I think that's mi- mi- aromatic mi- vegetables. Yes. It, the a key feature of Cajun food, flavor profile wise, is that they swap out the carrots for green peppers, ah. and so that shifts it. It there's green peppers. You know they have that very distinctive taste to them, yeah. and mm-hmm. so that is a distinctive of Cajun food. So. This is an area where I did actually modify Uncle Kermit's recipe. <gasps> I know. <laughs> because like Rachel, I told her I was going to do this. And she's like, I've never met a recipe. I haven't done this too. I was, I increased the vegetables significantly. Yes. So that it originally good, called I did for, too. And that, that was a, a good tip. No regrets. Yeah. Yeah. Originally called for a half a cup each of these vegetables in the dish. It's not a lot. And I was like, that's just, at first I thought I was going to double it. And then I'm like, ah, it needs more than that. So I ended up using (laughs) (laughs) two large green bell peppers, Uh uh, one medium large onion and about four to six stalks. I think it was six stalks of celery is what I used in the finish. And that was roughly equal parts, just visually. I didn't bother uh, measuring, yeah, those are for you to use. I did. Like. I did a, took a little <laughs> bit different uh, approach because I have a, as we all know, I have a delicate stomach these days, so I have to mm-hmm. be careful with onions and peppers. So I mm-hmm. did about, I, I did about what the recipe called for with green peppers. I added some to the onions. It was more like three fourths of a cup of onions, and then I put in easily two and a half, three cups of chopped celery. Mm-hmm. I also did not do quite as much garlic as it called for, again, for that same mm-hmm. reason. So it's trying to get mm-hmm. the flavor, but it doesn't take a whole lot. I, I get a lot of mileage yeah. out of my spices. Absolutely. So if you have a delicate stomach, the celery is going to be your friend yeah. here. Just yeah. go go Mom heavy on it. celery and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it does have a fair bit of garlic in it <laughs> what are we talking about with the fair bit <laughs> well let me know that's a wide range for people my memory and actually look at the Let's recipe go. I think for it's... my husband a fair amount uh. would still be quite a bit so. <laughs> maybe a bulb and a half yeah, yeah something like that uh, <laughs> okay, well, not, no not a bulb and a half um <laughs> i'm italian what do you want <laughs> so in in this recipe four cloves Yes. Oh, that's Four not that cloves. much. Yeah. That's, okay, that's yeah. a lot Hard for me. So, <laughs> that's 
Yeah, that's fair. That's so, a sneeze of garlic. Four, four <laughs> cloves. Um, a sneeze, of, a garlic. sneeze <laughs> of garlic is not a measurement. <laughs> you know what? I, four may have, I may have come close to that because I I did not I I don't have time in my life to mince garlic. So maybe I used a tablespoon of pre minced refrigerator garlic. I used minced too, and it turned out great. Yeah. Okay. So yes, garlic, much garlic. Garlic, yeah. Parsley, a quarter cup of parsley. Hmm. And then a half, oh, whoops, I, I'm editing this as I go along. No, no. A quarter, a half, sorry, a half teaspoon of thyme, a quarter teaspoon of cayenne, hmm. half teaspoon of black pepper. And I started with a half teaspoon of salt. This sort of depends on whether you get salted on chicken stock or not, uh, if you do or not. So I always start with less salt and then figure I'll adjust the seasonings at the end because once you've gone too far with salt, you can't. There's no right. fixing it. You can't yeah. unsalt um, it. Nope. Yeah. Tread underfoot. So Throw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was skeptical seeing only a half teaspoon of salt, but once I added in the the salted chicken broth, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is that is a good yeah. good measurement yeah. there. So yeah, and then your chicken meat. One pound of boneless, skinless chicken thighs or chicken mm. breasts. And I have a note on that one on the chicken. Put them in whole. Don't chop them up first. Some of the uh, some of the crockpot gumbo recipes that I saw online called for it to be chopped up. Ooh. There's no point of doing that. Just put no. them in whole and then shred them up with a fork at the end. Yeah. It'll be a much more pleasing experience to your mouth. So <laughs> it was. Okay, I totally chopped my chicken. So you can do it either okay. way. Well, it's an option. It's an option. Yes. It uh, was pleasant to my mouth. <laughs> I have to say, chicken thighs in, in soups the way uh-huh. that we make. Because we make soups in yeah. Instant Pot. Chicken thighs, personally, are so much better than chicken I breasts. I agree. The flavor oh, yeah. is yes. just mm-hmm. so rich mm-hmm. and delicious. And less expensive. And less if expensive. If you can find them, I could not yesterday at the store. So I ended oh, up pulling out a couple of chicken breasts from the freezer. Because you never know what kind of meat you're actually going to find at the store yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Yesterday, that's today, any day these days. <laughs> yeah. Supply chain. Yeah. And then you also use a half to a quarter pound of sausage. I used andouille, uh, mm. which is sort of the, again, the traditional Cajun flavored sausage. That stuff is um, spicy. So yeah. it has, it's not crazy spicy, but I'm sure the one there's I've a varieties. Had, there's a, yeah. I'm sure there's a whole variety spectrum of, of andouille sausage. Uh, I got some from Trader Joe's um, a while ago and man, my mouth is mm. burning well, for that's, days. That's <laughs> my, that would be my one change when I make this again. And I will mm. make this again mm-hmm. is I did get the andouille sausage and I thought it was uh-huh. delicious, but it was a little too spicy for me right now. Like it was so delicious. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So I would go that's with a slightly fair. milder sausage, though it was yeah. delicious. I love spicy food. I just have to be careful. Yeah. Is there yeah. a particular sausage brand that you like to use? No, I use just what was available okay. at the store. Okay. And I mean, kielbasa is mm. a solid option. That's I what do I love think. That's, that's what love my kielbasa. family used when we were growing up, when we were kids, and that sort of thing. I'm sure it's a definitely a milder sausage. Yes. Mm. So don't so don't let if you can't find andouille or if you think it's going to be too spicy, kielbasa is a great great substitution there. Optionally. Uh, you can add some shrimp. So hmm. like a half pound of shelled shrimp uh, you can add in. But you're going to want to you're going to want to 
make sure don't put that in at the beginning. No. Shrimp do not take long to cook at all. No. So they do not need to sit in your crock pot for nine hours. Um, they'll disintegrate. <laughs> would, they, would they disintegrate? I don't even know. Oh, that would be, that they would turn be, to rubber no. is what they would do after about an hour. Yeah, I think they would like condense into themselves. There's, a, there's tire, um, bits of tire in here. <laughs> no. Exactly. So I, I cooked mine using the crock pot because that was my challenge this time and so you add all the ingredients to your crock pot except for the stuff that you're going to use for serving and the shrimp but other than that put it all in the crock pot with the roux i actually did i put that in first and then i i added in some of the broth to sort of loose it until it was loose enough that mm. I, I didn't want to end up with just a big old lump of roux at the bottom yeah. typically oh, yeah. when you would make gumbo on the stovetop you would slowly add the stock and and dissolve it and then let it simmer away so i made sure to mix in the the broth and then combined it with the vegetables and, and then i bit. i nestled the the chicken breasts on top <laughs> i now here i i tried something and i ended up initially i thought i was going to be increasing the broth and i i'm still going to list it slightly increased but i added more broth than i than I think I should have. Huh. And I think part of that is due to the size of the crock pot oh, bowl that I had. So when uh. I put it in there, it just looked kind of it it looked kind of shallow and I uh. should have just like nestled those chicken chicken pieces a little further into the vegetables so that they were they were covered, but instead I was like, "Well, let me just add another another cup and a half of of liquid." And I think it was, I think it was just a little too much. So I've made a note in the finished recipe that you would use four to five cups of chicken stock mm -hmm. for this, for this amount of that. And then you just start your, start your slow cooker. My only thing I was slightly anxious about yesterday is I was like, what if the power goes out oh, at my house? Oh, <laughs> Sitting no. there on my counter all day long doing nothing. And then I've lost the whole batch. I love but that. That's the one thing you're concerned about <laughs> is the gumbo. I know. But the power didn't go out and it turned out it turned out great. I actually brought it and had supper with the family that I have supper with every week and ran it by them. And so I was able to have children eat this as well. Oh. And the verdict, even the picky eaters crowd were. were they were it was acceptable it was on the ver they felt it was on the verge of spicy so some of that might depend on how spicy your andouille is to begin with but they did not feel it was it was too far even for even for their youngest who is not yet ready to add hot sauce to anything wow so yeah congratulations yeah. i don't think i will um, get the same reviews just a hunch <laughs> Okay, so then how do you serve it then? Because yeah. you leave all the stuff okay, out for serving. Right, right. So so then you just you put some rice in your cooked cooked rice. <laughs> cooked rice in a bowl, pop it with some gumbo, and then have some some green onions that you can uh, put on top of that as a little So little expertly sliced on top of my bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then optional hot sauce if you need it at the end here i am licking um, the bottom of the bowl so. <laughs> <laughs> and i do think the roux it really does i think it adds a really sort of a like a silky texture to oh. the to the broth yeah it does it there is a textural element that it adds to it it's it makes makes it have a little bit more mouth mouth feel so 
Rachel, let me hear your your take on on it because you did it a little differently, I think. I did. I have a confession to make you guys. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> did you did you smoke your family out of your kitchen again? <laughs> no. I cheated. <laughs> oh no. I did not get my crock pot out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a Marie's very mad at you. I have a love I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Relationship with my crockpot. It comes from the days when I was working really long hours, and I had this dream of like putting food in the crockpot in the morning and come coming home, you know, in the evening to a wonderful slow cooked meal. And somehow, when you're out of the house, you know, when you factor in all the commuting and the kids' pickups and all of that. And suddenly it's 10 hours and everything in the crock pot tastes like a cafeteria. And you're not even sure that it resembles the food you put in it. Anyway, I just, I use my crock pot more as a serving vessel. I cook the stuff on the stove. Then I transfer it to the crock pot to keep warm when I'm, when I'm cooking for church or something. Anyway, and, but now that, now that I'm not, out of the house all day. I'd find that I'd prefer the back simmer burner on my stove as a slow cooking option. And so ah. I used a stock pot <laughs> instead of a crock pot to do my cooking. <laughs> but it, it turned out beautifully. And what this allowed me to do is to sort of cook it in stages. So I did my roux. I got it. I should have let it get a little darker. But then I added my vegetables into the roux and let them simmer for a few minutes okay. until they were soft. Because I really mm-hmm. wanted the vegetable flavor to be really infused throughout all of that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I put the sausage, the chicken, the roux and vegetables, and the broth along with, oh, I added the spices to the roux and vegetable mix too. Ooh, Again, okay. I just wanted that to yeah. be like a yeah. flavor bomb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then I put... Everything with the broth, I use just, uh, I I rarely use store-bought stock. I am more of a bouillon cube person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But I actually bought some proper chicken stock for this. So I just used the <laughs> yeah. whole quart. I, uh-huh. And it was, it was just, it was right. It was easy. And then I let it simmer on the back burner pretty much from like 11 to 3. Okay. Which is when I thought we were recording. <laughs> so I had my bowl already to eat with you guys, but then I ended up uh-huh. eating it because it would have been a shame to let it get cold for an hour. Uh, yeah. But no was, one's judging you. <laughs> it was really you delicious. I served it over leftover rice, which I didn't even bother to warm up because the mm-hmm. gumbo was hot. Yeah. It was, and I added the shrimp right in the last 15, 20 minutes of cooking. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. would I would just go out there on a limb and say the shrimp are not an optional extra. If you want this dish to be oh, everything it can mm-hmm. be, okay. consider the shrimp okay. as essential. And in fact, one oh, thing man. I thought about doing but didn't do because my husband, Ken, thought this would be weird but I'm pretty sure I've had gumbo this way before, would be to add not only shrimp, but some other kind of seafood, like a, you know, a cod or a haddock or something yeah. right there at the oh, yeah. end too. So then you've right. got just that more, yeah. a little bit more savory protein with some flakiness to it. Although the chicken was melting your mouth delicious. So I'm mm. really happy with how that turned out. Ken's weird. <laughs> Did he ever think about that? <laughs> Any <laughs> amount of time? He just hasn't tried it yet. I will probably, if I, if I, if I have leftovers, I will reworm it and add some fish then. So he's weird nevertheless. 
but it no was excuses. it was really delicious. I was a little scared of it again, delicate stomach, mm-hmm. but I have so far had no trouble, and I'm I'm really really happy that I have something this flavorful that I can sort of mm-hmm. keep in in my back pocket for mm-hmm. for days mm-hmm. like this. So it was really, yeah. I, and I'm I'm grateful. I've never done any serious Cajun cooking before. And I really am grateful to you, Erin, for making me try something different. This was the first time I've ever achieved a Cajun flavor without the use of a container that says Cajun seasoning on it. Yes. <laughs> like I did it yeah. all with the right herbs and spices and flavors and everything and no uh-huh. like shortcuts. So I feel really, really proud actually nice. <laughs> a, a, Fantastic. a box with a word that rhymes with schmatterans hashtag guilty as charged mm-hmm. yes so no cheating you can actually achieve that authentic louisiana flavor just yeah. using like whole food ingredients so that was that was really empowering for me so Yay. I'm probably going to have some more after we finish nice. here. You know, it's too good. It, it, it'll, it gets better. So it'll be Ooh, better yes. tomorrow. It's Ooh. one of those, one I of those, those soups that sometimes, you know, where it's even better the next day. Once the flavors have a chat, have had a chance to. I'm not sure it'll be around tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> even if half my kids turn their noses up at it, the half uh-huh. that don't will go back for seconds. I suspect just well, call it a hunch. Mm. Indeed. In that case, you'll enjoy it the, the day of and it'll still be delicious. <laughs> it's true. Um, if you do end up at some point, if someone makes this and they decide to, you know, double it, if they have a really large crock pot or they just want to use their, their stock pot on their stove, it does freeze really well. Mm. So like most like most soups do, it it freezes really well. So it's one that that you could easily make and then also save and set aside so that you can en- enjoy it for a while and not have to spend multiple days with it at <laughs> once. <laughs> Are there any yeah. other ingredients? I know we t- kind of talked about mm-hmm. protein, but like, let's talk about vegetables for a second. Mm-hmm. Are there any additions or subtractions even maybe mm-hmm. that would be reasonable to this recipe? Well, so this one is Cajun gumbo. If you wanted to have it as more the Creole style of gumbo, mm. you could reduce the chicken stock by about maybe a, a cup hmm. and then add in a can of tomatoes. Oh, oh. I was going to ask about tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So the tomato is one of the features that like Creole food, Creole gumbo will use tomatoes and Cajun huh. gumbo won't. So you could you could choose to add nice. you could choose to add some tomatoes. Okay. If you wanted and I did not do this. Uh, I've always wanted to try it and I just didn't cuz I was like, no, I'm making Uncle Kermit's gumbo. <laughs> However, okra mm. it's a oh, controversial yes. ingredient um <laughs> it's the best. and i don't know if we've talked about okra in the past I on, know. on this show i we am have pro um, okra or procra in fact yeah <laughs> so, over here yeah we had a long discussion about okra in yeah. our preparation for this episode yeah, exactly so okra is it's a divisive ingredient <laughs> i love okra in many ways However, <laughs> what makes people hesitant about it is that okra has mucilaginous properties. Mucilaginous! It's slimy. And 
It's slimy. <laughs> yes, it, it makes is. it sort of a mucus. So you can use okra. When you cook okra in liquids, that's what activates the mucilaginous properties the okra gets snotty yes yes and it thickens your whole soup so i mean you could do you could use okra to thicken it i mean that might be an option actually if you know someone i would i would go easy on it i might i might do a little a little googling to see like quantity wise mm. and then i might even go easy on that amount and sort of see how it behaves as I add it. You can get it, you can get it in the freezer. So you, you can hmm. buy frozen okra. Unsnotted. And, yeah, it's just it's just cut up, cut Got up it. and frozen in the in the like a freezer bag. So you could you could do that, but I would I would go easy on what I would add and see how it's behaving. Uh-huh. My guess is if you don't go over kill on it, it's fine. And yeah. it's it's not going to be a really weird texture or anything like that. And it'll be it'll be okay. Now, okra is delicious. <laughs> so <laughs> If you've only had stewed okra, which oh. is it, it is a thing, yeah, um, yeah. then then Oof. that's just one side of its one facet of its personality. Okra is multi-dimensional. It's multi-dimensional. It's it's a it's a layer. It's got many many faces. So also, okra is fantastic fried. Um, yes, so that is it's classic. Like oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So then they like you slice it up into mm-hmm. bite-sized pieces and you dredge it in cornmeal and corn it's fried, fried and it's mm. it's tasty and it's not slimy at all. No. I need to try that. Yeah. Yes. It's like so, it's like the closest thing to caviar that you can grow in the garden. Because the okra seeds, they sort of, are, the they like, and they do that in the gumbo too, which is that, you know, yeah. what you gain in slime or what you lose in slime, you gain in the lovely texture of the okra uh-huh. seeds. I you believe it would be true. Me. And if you live any further south than I do, please do yourself a favor and get some okra seeds mm-hmm. and grow, grow the plant. Mm-hmm. It's easy to grow if you live yeah. further south. I can't grow it here. At least I haven't tried. I don't think I can. But the it, beautiful big yellow flowers they're gorgeous mm. and then the mm. okra just make sure you harvest them when they're smaller than you think they should be because they get super mm-hmm. tough super fast but store-bought wow. okra is nowhere Holy near spice. as good as what you grow yourself and it's such an obscure vegetable you're very rarely going to actually see it in the produce section yeah yeah so yeah all yeah. you st louisans please grow some okra and send me some because i can't yeah um Grokra. it's great grilled <laughs> So fried is good, but you can also grill it. Just toss it in like a little bit of olive oil, put on. Oh, that'd be good. Any it's it plays well with a lot of different flavors. Okra is used in Indian cooking as well Mm. as African cooking. Interesting. And then of course Cajun and Southern cooking. And And so it plays well with all those flavors. It has a a Um, nice sort of like natural pepperiness to it. That is a wonderful, Um, wonderful flavor. Mm-hmm. I just texted my husband that we need to yeah. grow okra. Oh, you totally should. <laughs> and he'll know what you're yeah. talking about, too. Oh, he's, he is uh-huh. he is a he's southern guy. So, yeah, he loves, he loves this is the voice of God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves fried okra. Yeah. And and frying mm-hmm. it like that with just mm-hmm. olive oil, like grilling it kind of, mm-hmm. pan frying maybe, yeah. that is that is talking yeah. my language. That is how I make all of Exactly. Oh, I need to try it now. Um, I'm hungry. (laughs) Aim for pieces of okra that are about 
the size of your thumb. Uh, yeah, that okay. would be ideal. Any bigger Once than that, it'll get so tough you can't even dra- put your no. knife through it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. But when things. they're small, they are so tender and they have a rich flavor. Very delicious. You can also get it pickled. Pickled okra. Mm. Get that off the shelf <laughs> in the store. And it's a very pleasant eating experience as well. So if you have only ever had stewed okra and that just really messed, it gave you nightmares. That's me. Then <laughs> know that there is more to okra than that. There is. And if Give you like stewed chance. okra, but you haven't had the other type, there's more than o- more to okra than that. And if you really like okra on all those other types and have not tried it stewed because you've always been afraid, maybe it's worth a little experiment because maybe it'll turn out that the the flavor of okra is worth the thickening and you don't even mind how it how it behaves in your soup. Yeah. Well, if I'd had okra, it would have gone in the gumbo today. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have any. So, yeah. 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 I definitely want to try it in some of the soup. We make soups all the time. Mm. Yeah. And I, I it's bet you experiment. It would be with. so Aren't good. Aren't you always looking for things that will work as thickeners for you? Exactly. Yes, it's I am. True. All right. Yes, I am. not. Yeah, now watch it. You'll try it and be like, you guys, I reacted so badly. I can never eat okra again know, in my life. You know, <laughs> like almost every time I'm super excited yeah. to try something new and then I try it. And yeah, then two and days later, like, my mm, body's like, nope. Allergy yeah. watch. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. A, it is. I believe it originally came to the, to the U.S. from Africa. Yeah. So I don't know that it's related to the usual things yeah. that would grow here. And you the, can eat sweet potatoes, right? Yeah. Which are also... So it's typical African food. Maybe it's not a nightshade, some. which was one okay. of the things I was worried about. It uh-huh. does have a high level of sol- solanine or something, mm-hmm. which is also what's in nightshades. I don't Ooh. actually know why I can't eat nightshades uh-huh. if it's actually that or something else random. So there is actually a bit of a possibility that I will react to it, but yeah. I still want to try won't it. Won't know till you try. Won't know till I try <laughs> it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If I don't come in one day, <laughs> you'll know what happened. <laughs> 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 and I thought I'm allergic to okra would just be an excuse to not eat somebody else's okra. <laughs> no, it will actually make me very ill. Uh, yes. I am going to try it, though. Very excited about that. So I hope I hope you all out there try making some gumbo. Mm, it is yes. delicious. And even even in this weather, it's still good because spicy food will make you sweat and that'll help you cool off. So. Even in the hot weather, you can eat your gumbo yeah. and mm. enjoy. And you're not standing over a stove when you That's use right. it in your crock pot. <laughs> yep. And, yeah. and you use the out of the jar. Yeah, <laughs> kangaroo. Can I, can I just say, though, I was very nervous about this recipe. I really mm-hmm. was because I've never done anything like this before. It turned out to be surprisingly achievable. So if you are nervous, I mean, I know Aaron's like super chef over there. Like, I, I firmly believe you can cook anything, Aaron, and it will be amazing. And you will have I tweaked the recipe in some bold <laughs> and yet totally successful way. However, confidence. <laughs> however, I am I do not. I have had some full-on kitchen disasters and yet this was not one of them so i'm very very glad to add this to the recipe and i think yeah this and i think just think about how this technique is not unlike others so think of all the other things now that you can make for your family using this similar kind of formula Mm -hmm. yeah i can do cajun cooking you can do it you can do it if i can do it anyone can do it (laughs) (laughs) okay so we will share that recipe 
Uncle Kermit's gumbo mm-hmm. in the show notes. So is everybody his name really Kermit. Yeah. I don't know anyone named Kermit. Kermit. Moreau. That is such a cool name. Mm. I just think when I think of like, Uncle Kermit, he looks like Ker- Kermit the Frog in my brain. I'm sorry. No, no offense. No. Is not a frog. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just envisioning like this this alter family photo. It's like a family reunion 2021 and it's all your family but Uncle Kermit is actually like Kermit the Frog mm. like photoshopped in. I bet he's never heard that one before. Playing his no. little banjo. Never. Being <laughs> now. Wow. 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 Anyway, we will share <laughs> Uncle Kermit's gumbo recipe in the show notes. So if you are now inspired to make this, which I hope you are, mm. because it smells amazing and it looks amazing. It tasted fantastic. Yes, there you go. You should all try it. Find that in our show notes and find all the rest of our Aaron's Recipe Card episodes at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your podcasting app or on the KFUO radio app. You can also share your thoughts about this recipe once you try it in our Facebook group. You can join us there, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. You can also share your photos of yourself and your family mm. making this recipe <laughs> on or your eating in- it on your Instagram mm. and tag us at Lutheran Ladies Lounge and we'll share those into our story as well. If you aren't on social media or if you just like to get some Lutheran Ladies Lounge content in your inbox, you can sign up for our e-newsletter. It goes out once a month. You can find out how to sign up for that in the show notes for this episode, or you can send an email to lutheranladies at kfuo.org. That goes to all four of us, and we can get you signed up for that email newsletter list as well. Happy... uh, Happy Lent, I suppose. When this drops, it's it'll be yeah. Lent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll be Lent. Shmale, uh, don't say it, no, Zana. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Prokra. <laughs> <laughs> and so am I. <laughs> so delicious. KFUO Radio and the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast are underwritten in part by Ad Crucem. Visit them online at adcrucem.com. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Aaron. Uh, I'm Bree. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And Rude. as always, I'm Rachel. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, this is my episode, and that's how you introduce yourself. So, so it came out, I couldn't help it. <laughs> It's going to be a long recording session. Should we do that over? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. okay. This will be an outtake. Yes, it will. You know it will.